Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime. Perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 880, and I'm Dr. Neil, your host of the show. Hey there, welcome back to another special Friday edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your questions. On the other days, I read health and fitness blogs to you, kind of like an ongoing audiobook. Now, today is Black Friday. If you're not familiar with this idea of Black Friday, it actually sounds like a bad thing, but really it's a celebratory thing. This is supposedly the day when stores reduce their prices on everything and they have these huge sales to get ready for Christmas shopping. And so we run to stores, we go online and try and catch the best Black Friday sales deals. So if you're doing that, be careful out there. Things can get pretty nasty out there pretty quickly. All right, back to today's episode. So if you're wondering why bother sending me a question, what do I know really about lifestyle, nutrition, health, stress management? Well, I do have my Doctor of Public Health degree with an emphasis in chronic disease prevention and nutrition. I also have my Master of Public Health degree with an emphasis in health promotion and health education. I'm also a registered dietitian nutritionist, a certified health education specialist, and a certified exercise physiologist through the American College of Sports Medicine. When I'm not doing this podcast, I actually hold four faculty positions now at higher education institutions. I spend most of my time teaching nutrition students at California State University, San Bernardino. Beyond that, I've been featured in over 70 different media outlets for my expertise on lifestyle, fitness, nutrition, stress management, all those things I talk about on the show and have published peer-reviewed research as it relates to diet and its effects on body weight and type 2 diabetes. All right, enough about me. Let's get to today's question and start optimizing your life. Hi, Dr. Neil. Um, My name is Caroline, and I really love the podcast. I've recently gotten into weightlifting, and I'm just wondering if you could give your listeners um, some guidelines as to how to properly warm up and cool down for a weightlifting session. I feel like I'm good as far as cardio workouts goes, but I'm just not sure um, how to go about this to make sure that my muscles are warm enough and to hopefully prevent injury or strain during the lifting workout. Thanks so much. 
Hi, Caroline. Thank you for your question. I was looking through my notes and realized that I never really spent the time to actually discuss proper warm-ups and cool-downs, which was surprising to me. I talk so much about exercise, I've never actually spent the time to really discuss this topic. So I'm very glad you asked me about this. There are a lot of myths and misconceptions about the value of warm-ups and cool-downs. For example, some trainers believe that a warm-up may actually negatively impact your workout. This would mean it prevents you from hitting your maximum potential during your workouts. So let's get to the bottom of this and see if that's really true. As you mentioned, Caroline, a pre-workout warm-up may be valuable because it gets your muscles ready for the upcoming activity. I said maybe because there's been some debate about this recently. As I mentioned, there are some trainers that believe a warm-up may hinder your workouts, but most experts in the field believe that a warm-up can only help you and not harm you, provided you're doing it correctly. So why might a warm-up actually help? Well, by warming up, you get your blood flowing to the muscles that you'll hopefully be using during your workout. And warming up actually does warm up your body, increasing the body's internal temperature. And we're learning that this helps the body get into energy burning mode, which means the body may begin to get its energy sources like sugar and fat more available to burn for the actual workout. And by warming up your muscles, you may reduce your risk for injury. So the American College of Sports Medicine, or ACSM, recommends that a proper warm-up should last anywhere between five and 10 minutes. You should use large muscle groups and do this at a light to moderate intensity. For example, say you plan on going for a run, that that's gonna be your workout. Then ACSM would recommend that you warm up by first walking, then jogging at a slow pace. Notice light to moderate intensity. You don't need to go for your full out run just yet. That we reserve for your workout. Or let's say you have access to some stationary cardio machines. You could warm up on an elliptical or a stationary bike or a row machine. But let's say someone wants to warm up with the ultimate goal of going for a walk. They're not gonna go out for a jog or for a run. Their workout is a walk. So are you supposed to then jog before you walk? No. A proper warm-up, again, according to the American College of Sports Medicine, would mean you would just need to walk maybe at a slower pace for five to 10 minutes and then increase your walking speed after the warm-up is over. Then that's your workout. I realized, Caroline, that you asked about warming up before resistance training, so I did hear that part, don't stress. But I purposely dodged that portion of your question for the time being. That's because the American College of Sports Medicine's warm-up recommendations don't differ all that much. Before hitting the weight room or performing any kind of resistance exercise, you should warm up with something similar, like I just mentioned. You can walk, jog, use the elliptical, use the row machine, use a stationary bike, whatever for five to 10 minutes at a low to moderate intensity. Then, before you work a particular set of muscles, perform one or two sets, depending on how you feel, using a light weight. For example, say you're gonna work your arm muscles. That's your goal for this workout. Let's say you're gonna work your biceps specifically. Your warm-up could go something like this. Walk at a light to moderate pace. For most of us, that's anywhere from 3.3 to 3.5 miles per hour, Do that for 10 minutes. Then walk over to your weights and perform one set of biceps curls using a weight that you can lift at least 15 times. There, after doing both of those things, you've walked for 10 minutes, you've warmed up your biceps with a light weight, you can now proceed to your workout. Now here's the deal. There are so many creative ways to warm up your muscles. 
I'm giving you the American College of Sports Medicine's recommendations. But depending on the trainer, depending on the expert, they may warm up differently. I'll give you an example. Mark Twight, who I've mentioned on this podcast many times before, he's the one who trained the actors from the movie 300 to look like Spartan warriors. He also trained Henry Cavill to have the body of Superman from the Man of Steel and Justice League films. He likes athletes to perform a 10-minute cardiovascular warm-up like rowing, running, riding a stationary bike, using an elliptical, using the Airdyne bike, you know, all the stuff I just mentioned. But then this is followed up with exercises that target specific muscle groups, muscle groups that are going to be used during the actual workout. But he does that at a level that would be considered at a higher intensity for many folks. For example, let's say your workout today is going to include some squats, some bench presses, and some barbell rows to strengthen your back muscles. Mark Twight might have you first go for a 10-minute run. Then, after the run, he may have you perform 20 squats with no weights, 20 push-ups to get you ready for the bench presses, and five pull-ups to get your back muscles warmed up. Then, you'll repeat these same exercises, another 20 squats with no weight, another 20 push-ups, and five more pull-ups. Now he'd say you're ready for your actual workout. Notice, it included a cardiovascular warm-up for 10 minutes by going for a 10-minute run or jog, then doing a specific warm-up for each large muscle group that you're going to be using. So yes, you can get really creative with your warm-ups. Always remember, the goal is to get your body ready for the upcoming workout and reduce your risk for injury. Now, I know you didn't ask about this specifically, Caroline, but I can't talk about warm-ups without also addressing the importance of the cool-down and the stretch period after. Some would argue that the cool-down and stretch component is even more important than the warm-up. A cool-down prevents injury and will help stabilize blood pressure and heart rate after the workout. Sometimes, abruptly stopping a really tough workout can make us feel a little dizzy or lightheaded. A cool-down can help prevent or relieve those symptoms. If, after a tough workout, you find that you're feeling really dizzy, you might pass out, skip the cool-down, stop what you're doing, lie down immediately, and elevate your feet. That will prevent you from passing out. Now, the recommendations for a cool-down are very similar to the warm-up, luckily, so we don't need to really memorize too much here. You would want to perform a lighter-intensity cardiovascular movement like walking for at least five minutes. So let's say you were just on a 30-minute jog. To cool down, what you would then do is walk at a moderate intensity for at least five minutes to cool down your body and allow your heart rate and blood pressure to even out. After the cool down would be the best time to perform your stretches. You can stretch after your warm-up, that's fine, but we're learning it's even better to stretch after the cool down. Ideally, stretch all of your major muscle groups like your legs, your chest, your back, and your shoulders. If you could squeeze in some stretching two to three days each week, that'd be great, but the best is five to seven days per week. And when stretching, when you're pulling on those muscles, pull them until you feel some tightness. There's that little discomfort that happens. That's fine. You don't want to experience pain, but a little discomfort means you are stretching that muscle effectively. Hold that position for 15 to 30 seconds, then stretch those same muscle groups again. Repeat two to four times. Now, you don't need to use the exact same stretch. I get bored. I like to mix things up. So there are like 15 different ways to stretch your hamstrings, for example. Ditto your quads. So you can use different stretches, but just be sure to repeat stretches for that same muscle group at least twice during the same session. After your cool down and stretch, now your workout is officially over. 
Pat yourself on the back for a job well done. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you again for the question, Caroline. You'll be entered into a very small raffle every month to win a book on the first of the month, which is this Sunday already. So if you want to submit a question and have a chance to win books, it's really easy. You can call in your question. The number is 61-I-LOVE-OHD. Or you can submit your audio question at oldpodcast.com ask. Do this before Sunday to be in our next book raffle. All right, that's another week of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you for listening every day. Thank you for listening all the way through. I hope you had a wonderful holiday week for those of us in the US. And I'll see you back here on Monday in December where your optimal life awaits.